Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm Pastor Ashwin. Um, thank you for joining this morning our celebration service. This morning we are overwhelmed and excited as we coming to an end in the book of Philippians. We are so stirred up with the book of Philippians that it's even difficult to end this book we have studied for quite a few months. God has truly blessed us and I would continuously say this in every teaching. During the hard times of COVID-19, Philippians was a God-ordained study for us as a ministry, a couple, families, and we have seen tremendous and amazing results on how the Word of God can transform individuals and how people's lives has never been the same after they have encountered God through this through the amazing experience of the Word of God. God's Word is amazing. Once we get into God's Word, we cannot stop. We cannot stop the study, we cannot stop, stop the research, the information we are discovering. And it's, such, it's, it's so amazing because it has really transformed my thinking, my life. And when I have come to, as we have come to the book of Philippians chapter 4, we have looked into it and we know that Philippians chapter 4 speaks about Christ as our strength. And we know that this is the place where Paul has brought us to, to understand that the strength that we have in Christ. And we have, we have done part 1 on the message or the topic of contentment. And as we go further on in the book of Philippians chapter 4 from verse 10, which I'm going to read right now for our continuous study today and teaching, I believe that God is going to open up our eyes to see a deeper revelation into the scripture and insight into what God will love to teach us so that we can grow from glory to glory and from strength to strength in Jesus' name. So we know God's providence, which is going to be part two of contentment, is God's providence or we could also call it God's provision. We know that God provides, God provides and we're going to find how exciting this is on how the Apostle Paul then ends this letter to the Philippians, thanking them for their seed and reminding them that their seed has not gone unnoticed and that God shall supply all their needs according to his riches in glory through Christ. But we're going to start with verse 10 and I'm going to read as you join me today in reading from verse 10 to verse 20. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last you have revived your concern for me. For indeed you were concerned, but you lacked opportunity. Now that I speak from want, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. I know how to get along with humble means, and I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through Christ, through, Christ, through him who strengthens me. Nevertheless, you have done well to share with me in my affliction. You yourselves also know, Philippians, that at the first preaching of the gospel, after I left Macedonia, no church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, but you alone. For even in Thess Thessalonica, you sent a gift more than once for my needs. Not that I seek the gift itself, but I seek for the profit which increases to your account. But I've received everything in full and have an abundance. I'm amply supplied, 
having received from Euphroditus that you have sent a fragrant aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Now to our God and the Father be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Lord, may you bless the word, the reading of the word today. Father, may you empower us, may you enlighten us. And Father, may we see the word as it will heal its results today. As those who hear the word, Father God, may the word, may faith, O God, be accompanied by action from this day in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for your word, O Lord, that will bless us today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So as we dig into the book of Philippians and we come to the conclusion of Philippians, we discover and we look on how God, how Paul speaks about God's providence. Now, throughout the book of Philippians, we, we know that Paul has spoken about his life being in Christ. Most of the, the, the rejoicing and my, um, you know, he speaks about everything be, being, becoming out from the union of Christ. Everything that all his strength, all his, um, whatever it is, his life was everything to do with the union Paul had in Christ Jesus. And that is what Paul wants to teach us is that we cannot live apart from Jesus Christ. The only way to live this life is through Jesus Christ in union with him continually, unbroken fellowship, living united to Christ is the only way we can experience this intimacy and deep union with him and experience the power of God flowing in and through our lives as believers. So today as we continue with the with the message as I said part two on contentment. We're looking at the God's providence or God's provision. The first point we're going to look at is the overruling providence of God. The second point is the unfailing power of God. And the third is the unchanging promise of God. And in this we're going to see how God worked through different people, how Paul discovered the secret of contentment and what God had in store for them or how God promises us that as we give and we give with the right heart, right mind, right attitude, we will definitely yield an increase and the supply will come from God's riches in glory. My God, I'm excited. I, I want to just get into this word. Hallelujah. A contented person is confident in God's providence, satisfied with little, independent from circumstances, strengthened by divine power and preoccupied with the well-being of others hallelujah a contented person contented person is confident in god's providence satisfied with little independent from circumstances strengthened by the divine power and preoccupied with the well-being of others this is what a contented person is now, if we continue with our study today, we're going to look at some of the aspects of the overruling providence or provision of God. When we look at this providence of God, we're going to look at the, at, at the first thing we're going to look at today is what is a miracle? So providence and miracles are the two ways God acts in the world. A miracle is a direct sovereign intervention in the natural world. It's an event so contrary to the normal course of events that there is no scientific or naturalistic explanation for it other than the power of God. This is a miracle. 
There's no natural insight to explain the parting of the Red Sea, but it was a miracle. Restoring the sight of those who were born blind was a miracle. Or raising from the dead, it was a miracle. We cannot explain it. That is a miracle. But providence, on the other hand, is God's providence is not a it's not miraculous in the sense that it interrupts the natural order. Rather, it allows for all these contingencies of events, words, acts, decisions, and elements of normal life. God supernaturally puts them together to fit His purpose exactly. This is God's supernatural, this is as supernatural as a miracle. Let's look at this. Solomon acknowledged God's provision or his, or his control over the events of life. And how he recognized this was that the mind of man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his path. Is that God controls everything. And Solomon acknowledges this in Proverbs 16 verse 9. So those who seek to control their lives only end up in frustration. But confidently trusting in the God's providence is, is, is foundational to contentment. Contentment is a highly prized virtue. Contentment only comes from being rightly related to God and trusting God for his sovereign will. Living purposefully, loving, purposeful, provident, providence people nevertheless seek it where it cannot be found. When a person trusts God for his providence or trusts God for his provision, we do not seek it in places it cannot be found. Providence is not found in money. It's not found in possessions, power, prestige, relationships, jobs, freedom from difficulties. We do not seek this this way. We do not seek contentment this way. Sorry, contentment, not providence. Contentment this way. It does not come in money. It does not come in possession. It does not come in power. It does not come in prestige. It does not come in relationships, jobs, freedom, or difficulties. But the word of God clearly teaches us that God's working, that the working of God in, the, in nature and in the lives of his people. So he teaches us how God works. And we're going to see some of these examples as we're going to go through, through scripture, how God really works in the lives of people. Now, the word providence comes from two Latin words, meaning pro, meaning before, and video, meaning to see. God's providence simply means that God sees it beforehand sees to it beforehand. Hallelujah. So God sees to it beforehand. I love that. It does not mean that God simply knows beforehand because providence involves much more than just knowing beforehand. It is God working in advance to arrange circumstances and situations for fulfilling his purpose. I declare today that God is about to show up in your life. God is about to arrange your life that you would walk in the blessings, the provision of God like never before. The grace and the glory of God is going to come upon you in a supernatural way. Glory be to God. Can somebody give God praise? Hallelujah. God is about to arrange circumstances that's going to work in your favor because it's according to his will and purpose. Now we're going to look at a few examples of how God how God put things together 
to fulfill his purpose. The first example we're going to look at is Genesis 37 verse 50. The Bible says Joseph's brother envied him and sold him as a slave when he was only 17 years. He was taken to Egypt to Egypt, <clears throat> and there God revealed the seven years of famine were coming after seven years of plenty. It was through Joseph's interpretation of Pharaoh's dreams that this fact was discovered because that Joseph was elevated to the position of second ruler in Egypt. After 20 years of separation, Joseph's brothers were reconciled to him and they understood what the Lord had done. The Bible says, Joseph, Joseph says this, he says, God did, God did send me before you to preserve life. Genesis 50 verse 20, that was Genesis 45 verse 5. Genesis 50 verse 20 says, But as for me, you thought against me evil, but God meant it unto good. Can somebody get ready to understand God's working in your trouble? God has a plan. God has a plan. As God set up, Joseph sent him ahead to preserve the nation of Israel. So God has a plan through your trouble. God has a plan through your life. God has a plan through your circumstances. It might not seem logic right now. It might not seem possible right now. It might seem, what are you talking about, man of God? But I'm here to let somebody know today that God has a perfect plan about to work out in your life because God's providence has already foreseen what is his purpose, what, he, what, what, what you need to fulfill the divine, his divine purpose. So somebody get ready to fulfill God's divine purpose in the name of Jesus Christ. I love you, Lord. I love you. I thank you as Joseph understood this and came to the conclusion of his life that God sent me before you to preserve life. God has an, uh, God has a, an agenda. God has a... Your trials are not going to end in misery. It's not going to end in worthlessness. But God has a plan. Somebody get excited for God is working out something through his divine providence in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody get ready like Joseph. God has sent you ahead to become a preserver of life. Therefore, you are being raised up for a generation such as this. Somebody get ready for you are a preserver to preserve life. God is going to use your life, your testimony, what he has done through you to preserve the life of millions of people that you are going to impact through the ministry, through the call, through the purpose of God for your life. Somebody get ready in Jesus mighty name. The next thing that we look at is, is Esther. Esther. How God how God arranged for Esther to be in a position to save Israel. As Mordecai reminded her in Esther 4 verse 14. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and the deliverance will arise for, for the Jews from another place. And you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have, you have not attained royalty for such a time as this. Glory to God. You are in that position in that moment for a time such as this god promoted you god lifted you up god gave you fame god gave you a name god gave you a reputation that people respect and honor you have been raised up for a time such as this use your influence use what god has empowered you to to influence what god wants you to influence and to do what god wants you to do because Mordecai warned esther esther if you do not do it god will raise somebody up but you will be forgotten i want somebody to 
to know today that God has raised you up in positions of positions of prominence, in positions of authority to use for his glory and to work his glory in the lives and the lives of those people that God raised you up. Do not forget your purpose. Esther, like Mordecai said to Esther, so I declare today as a man of God, you have been raised up in the place of influence to influence in Jesus mighty name. Therefore, Esther went into the king's court and said, if I perish, I perish. And we know the result of Esther's, Esther's humility and fast with the Jews for three days. The result was that the very gallows that was meant to hang the Jews and to take out Esther was that the enemy was hanged on those very gallows. Hallelujah. I declare the king reversed his decree. So whatever has been working against people and working against those that the enemy has an agenda the devil tonight is in trouble in jesus name hallelujah the devil is in trouble and as esther was raised up for a time such as that god used her to do a wonderful work in the king's courts hallelujah the next story we go to genesis 22 abraham abraham takes isaac and god said to abraham off up your son Abraham takes Isaac on his son on a journey of three, day, three days to nowhere. Ended up finally at the Mount Moriah. And we know it's also, as they said, the burial site of Jesus Christ, the crucifixion site of Jesus Christ, where he was crucified. And he puts Isaac and he takes Isaac and Isaac asks him about where is the offering. And Abraham kept saying to Isaac, God will provide. God will provide. I want to encourage somebody today. God will provide in the name of jesus christ god will provide and abraham said god will provide and the bible teaches us that he took isaac prepared the altar put isaac on the altar tied him up and was ready to slay isaac but we know that an angel came and a voice the angel said to him do not do it and abraham stopped and when he looked up the bible says he saw he saw um he saw an animal caught in in the in the ticket by its horns, a ram caught by, in the ticket by its horns, and the Bible says that the offering that Abraham offered it up, and he called that day. A revelation came that Jehovah Jireh, which means my God provides, and also which means my God sees. But Abraham's words were to Isaac, God will provide. I want somebody to know that whenever you are finding yourself in a difficult time, in a hard time, you seem your back is against the wall. Know that God will provide in the mighty name of jesus christ hallelujah god will provide god will make a way so we understand that this is the providence of god where god puts his hand ruling and overruling in the affairs of life we see it in abraham's life we see it in joseph's life we see it in esther's life and we see it through many other people in the word of god that how god put his ruling hand and overruling the affairs of life. Therefore, Paul had this confidence about God's providence in his ministry that Paul said, we know that all things will work together for good to them that love God and to them that are called according to his purpose, providence. Somebody say providence. God's providence caused the church of Philippians to become concerned about Paul's needs. Hallelujah. And they provided for Paul on his missionary journeys. God has set it up. Therefore, God sent Paul 
to the Philippians when Paul was on his way to Asia because God has already divinely purposed in his plan that the Philippians will become partners with Paul in the gospel and they will support his ministry and therefore Paul did not lack anything. Glory be to God. Paul well, did not lack anything. Paul was well taken care of, but Paul followed God's leading that led him to the Philippian church. I want you to know today, wherever he leads, you must follow. And wherever you follow, he will make a way. He will provide because the Bible says goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And that is what I want to declare to you. God will make a way. God wants you to know all things will work together for the good to them that love God and them that are called according to his purpose. Do you love God? And are you fulfilling God's purpose in your life? Hallelujah. Praise be to God. So this Philippian church had a concern for Paul. For some reason, there was a time period that this, 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 this passion, this love died out. But then Paul speaks about how God began to revive this desire again and they again became partners with Paul by sowing back in his ministry hallelujah for some reason it could have been poverty it could have been they could not find or locate Paul because of Paul's moving around imprisonments so maybe they could not find him for some reason they just did not connect anymore what they see to Paul but God is God almighty hallelujah God is great can somebody say God is great Hallelujah. God is about to revive somebody's interest in your life. God is about to revive your, your career. God is about to revive somebody's heart concerning your destiny, concerning a job, concerning a contract, concerning something. I just believe God is about to cause somebody to be revived again. My God, somebody that has been sowing and maybe they were through. I do not know, but somehow God is about to do a supernatural work in you your life in the name of Jesus Christ. When the Bible speaks about God's providence, hallelujah, we need to understand that life is not a series of accidents. It is a series of appointments. Life is not a series of accidents. Life is a series of appointments. The Bible says in Psalms 32 verse 8, I will guide you with mine eye. Abraham called Jehovah Jireh, meaning the Lord will see to it. Glory to God. I want somebody to know today, God is about to see to your problem. In Jesus' name, God is about to meet your need to the fullest. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. John 10 verse 4 says, When he put forth his own sheep, he goeth before them. He goeth before them. Hallelujah. This is the providence of God, a wonderful source of contentment. His eye will guide you. He is Jehovah Jireh that sees, and he he will go before me. Hallelujah. Somebody just says, He will go before me. Therefore, the Bible says, He leadeth me beside the still waters. The Lord is my shepherd. He shall go before me. Glory be to God. Somebody, I want to encourage you. God is about to do something amazing. God is going before you. In the rest of 2021, God is going before us. The providence of God is going before us in Jesus mighty name now we need to understand that wherever there's an original the original there will always be a counterfeit and satan's counterfeit concepts are providence we find this in our world in which we live the first thing that is counterfeit or the first thing people use 
when God's when God made a way, people uses the word fate, fate, fate. People use the words karma, horoscope. Many people refer to a moment of or, or a miraculous moment or a moment that God intervened as a moment of faith. So they exchanged the glory of God and gave it a title that 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 entices human flesh or human nature. And how horrible is this? Where people will read, where people will use the terminology karma, people will use horoscopes, and then they will then attribute what God's providence brought about and attribute it to these following things, these carnal things, these devilish things, and give the wrong source the glory. The next thing that people refers to is luck. Luck. We do not live by luck. We do not live by lady luck. Hallelujah. We do not speak about fortune. It's my fortune. It's my it's my luck. You are not lucky as a believer. You are not lucky as a child of God. God has made his divine providence. Even the unbeliever, the goodness of God opens up doors and people then give the glory back to the wrong source. The next word is a word meaning surrender, surrender, pity. Surrender, pity means the word accidental discovery dumb luck or tripping over that it just you you had a dumb luck moment or you had an accidental discovery no people make discoveries today and it's like it's accidental but it was all god it was all god that made archaeologists people find things and even in our lives we have made people has made discoveries has made things and they and they make it like it's an accidental event but we know god's hand has been in it all the time you have not just fallen into you just didn't trip into that breakthrough god divinely set you up in jesus name some people would say history history has been repeating itself whatever has been happening in life it's a cause of history people then uses words like progress science education and all these things has to do with progress hallelujah and when we use this type of terminology we are stealing the glory of god hallelujah so those are some terms that people use there are many more but those are some of the terms that we find in today's society and people use these terminologies and they are excited but we are not using that because we know that god is our source god is our means of divine providence hallelujah the next thing we look at as we as we study philippians chapter 4 verse 11 to 13 is the unfailing power of god paul first of all when he writes this portion of scripture is not that he's complaining to the people hallelujah because paul's happiness was not dependent upon circumstances or things his joy came from something deeper something apart from either poverty or prosperity and paul writes and he says that we need to learn and most of us have learned how to be abased because when difficulties came we know how to run to the lord in the times of trouble but very few few people has learned how to abound and how it is to live in prosperity hallelujah how it is to live in prosperity and we see this in the word of god not many people know how to live in prosperity prosperity has done more damage to believers than adversity has done so people has come more short of the glory in their blessed status than in their struggling status the Bible says in the book of Revelation 3 verse 17, the church, Ludician church, cried out, I am rich and increased with goods. I have need of nothing. Let us read the scripture. I just want to read it 
its entirety and in context. So if we look at how they look decent church and how many people today in the world, this is how they view life and this is how they look at life and this is how they live their lives. And the Bible teaches us that because you say I'm rich and have become wealthy and have need of nothing and you do not know that you are wretched, miserable and poor, blind and naked. This is how John writes and how Christ rebukes the church. Because in their prosperity, the church has come into a comfort zone. They've come into a place where I've attained, I've reached, and now I sit back and I'm no longer interested of advancing God's kingdom. And we need to be careful advancing in the life with God, walk with God, because we have come to a place where sometimes the blessing has become the curse in some people's life. We need to be careful that we also know how to live in prosperity as the body of Christ. My God, I've seen too many people get blessed to leave the church, get blessed to leave God, get blessed to make the wrong decisions, get blessed to suddenly have other types of desires that has led to their destruction and downfall. We need to be careful that how we live in prosperity. The Bible then teaches us in the book of, of Philippians chapter 4 verse 12, in Philippians chapter 4 verse 12, it's not the same as in verse 11. The word learned means learned by experience in chapter 11. And in chapter 12, the word means to be instructed. Instructed. Another word for instructed there is the word to be initiated into a secret. We know that this type of word can be used by pagan religions with reference to inner secrets. We know that... Um, when, when, when the Bible uses these words, secrets, you know, Paul called it a secret. The contentment was a secret because he discovered it through experience and how he was instructed, how he learned contentment and how now he was initiated into this and how, how he gets to live with this. Because when you go through initiation, there are certain things now that gets divulged in, in, in different types of groups. When you go through initiation and things like that, now the group opens up more for you to, to, to get into the secret, the secret societies. We find this in secret societies, secret groups, secret places where people, only certain people are, are, are um, um, only certain people, are able to know certain things that are led into certain secrets which is not which is not um which is not open to the to the broader community and here paul through his experience has now been instructed and initiated into the secret of god on how to be content it's amazing eh? it is amazing if we read philippians chapter 4 verse 12 i i i I get blown away by the word of God. Let's look at what Paul says. Paul says, he writes, I know how to get along with humble means and I also know how to live in prosperity. In all, in any and every circumstance, I've learned the secret of being filled and going out of the secret. So I've been being initiated into the secret of understanding how to live in prosperity and how to live in poverty. It all came through the experience. Hallelujah. So through trials and testing, Paul was initiated into the wonderful secret of contentment in spite of poverty or prosperity. Therefore, Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Somebody say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. I can do all things. Spiritual things. The Bible, spiritual things. Hallelujah spiritual but paul also spoke about the physical more 
focused in this particular scripture or more focused here about the spiritual things or the or the or the physical things that he could do there's a word that means i can do means to be strong i can do means to be strong to have power or to have the resources so when paul said i can then i had the power i have the strength and i have the resources my god not only do i have the power not only do i have the strength but i have the resources through christ who gives me strength glory be to god glory be to god hallelujah now we need to understand paul was not saying that he can live without food favor without water but paul knew that god would make a way for him where there seemed to be no way so paul had this confidence that god was to do great things in and through his life and so when he says i can do all things he was saying i am strong i have the power and i have the resources to do what god wants me to do glory be to god hallelujah glory be to god hallelujah because paul was saying that you know even when he reached the place where he had limited resources hallelujah and strength even to the point of death yet he was infused by an inner strength that came from Christ Jesus and the holy spirit living within him so even though he was at the end there suddenly was a supernatural strength that would come and just lift paul out of his situation hallelujah therefore isaiah says in Isaiah 40 verse 29 he gives strength to the weary and to him who, la- who lacks might he increases power though youth grows weary and tired and vigorous young men stumble badly yet those who wait upon the Lord will gain new strength they will mount up with wings like an eagle they will run and not get tired they will walk and not become weary glory be to God somebody is about to get new strength waiting is not wasting you are about to mount up with wings like an eagle glory be to god paul writes in the book of second corinthians chapter chapter 11 or 12 if i'm correct because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations this reason to keep me from exalting myself there was given me a thorn in the flesh a messenger of satan to torment me to keep me from exalting myself and concerning that i was implored the lord three times that it might leave me he asked god and he has said to me my grace is sufficient for you for my power is perfected in your weakness most gladly therefore i will rather boast about my weakness that the power of christ may dwell in me therefore i am well content with the weakness with insults with distresses with persecution with difficulties for christ sake for when i'm weak then i am strong so paul had a source of which he received this power so paul had a resource same if you could call that and that place of resource was christ that place of resource was christ strengthening paul glory be to god somebody receive supernatural strength right now in the name of jesus christ so paul continually trusted in the lord during difficult times he trusted in the lord hallelujah it was the power within the power of christ within paul that gave him spiritual contentment the power working in him of christ that gave him spiritual contentment 
We need to understand this important point about nature. All of nature depends upon hidden resources. The great trees and the roots down into the earth to draw water and minerals. Rivers have their source in the snow-capped mountains. The most important part of a tree is that part we cannot see, the root system. And the most important part of the Christian life is the part that only God sees. So unless we draw on the deep resources of God by faith, we fail against the pressures of life. Paul depended upon the power of Christ working in his life. Therefore, Paul said, I can do all things through Christ was Paul's motto. He lived by it. He was strengthened through continuous faith in Christ. He knew that he was in the will of God and that God would supply the strength that he needed to fulfill the will of God. And that is something that we need to rectify. We cannot operate outside of God's will and expect to tap into God's resources. We need to be aligned with God's perfect will in order to tap God's resources. Glory be to God. Therefore, the J.B. Phillips translation says, I am ready for anything through the strength of the one who lives within me is the way. Hallelujah. The one who lives within me is the way. So Paul was ready. He was ready because he knew whatever God has ordained for him to do, God would supernaturally give him the strength to fulfill the cause in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. The Living Bible says, I can do everything God asked me to do with the help of Christ who gives me the strength and power. So everything God wants me to do, not what I want to do, I see God's will, find God's will, and then I now know I can do what He's called me to do. Therefore, when I came into pastoring about four years ago or five years ago, when I came into pastoring as a full-time pastor, at the beginning I could not do it because I was self-dependent. But the more I started leaning and trusting in the Lord, I started becoming what God wanted me to become as a shepherd. Let's give God the glory. Somebody give God the glory. You'll receive strength for what God has called you for. You'll receive strength to fulfill the powerful purpose to what God has called you for. You need to know that God has built within you or gives you everything you need to fulfill His purpose. Therefore, Paul said to the Philippians, being confident of the very thing, he that begun this good work in you will perform it till the day of Jesus Christ. He began it, he will finish it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. The Bible teaches us, or not the Bible in this in this in this in this regard, we're gonna refer first of all to a story that a that a missionary wrote. Every Christian ought to read Hudson Taylor's Spiritual Secret by Dr. and Mrs. Howard Taylor because it illustrates the principle of inner power in the life of a great missionary to China. For many years, Hudson Taylor worked hard and felt that he was trusting Christ to meet, a, to meet his needs, right? But somehow he had no joy or liberty in his ministry. Then a letter from a friend opened his eyes to the adequacy of Christ. It is not by trusting my own faithfulness but by looking away to the faithful one, he said. This was my turning point in my life. Moment by moment, he drew on the power of Christ for every responsibility of the day, and Christ's power carried him through. Jesus taught this same lesson in the Sermon on the Vine and the Branches in John 15. He is the vine, we are the branches. A branch is good only for bearing fruit, otherwise you may as well burn it. 
The branch does not bear fruit through its own self-effort, but by drawing the life from the vine. Bible says, Jesus said in John 15, 5, Without me you can do nothing. As we as believers maintain our communion with Christ, the power of God is there to see us through. Therefore we shall declare, I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Hallelujah. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Therefore the overruling providence of God and the unfailing power of God are two spiritual resources which we can draw from that we might become adequate for the task of life. In this sermon, I would like to conclude today with Paul's prayer at the end. Paul prays this prayer and says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and earth derives its name, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in the inner man. Now to him that is able to do, exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we may ask or think, according to the power that is at work within us. So Paul uses this. There is a power at work within us. Child of God, let us not be, let us not be satisfied in our own, or let us not be self-sufficient in our own sufficiency, but let us be sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Through this revelation and understanding of the word of God, I pray today that you will root and ground yourself in Christ, maintain the union with the Lord, and remember to remain consistent in being united to Jesus. Remain in unity with the Lord, and God will do the impossible. God will open up the windows of heaven, pour out the blessings upon your life. God will empower you to fulfill His purpose (coughs) and do that to which He has called you. Child of God, Son of God, arise today, for the Lord shall be with you. He shall strengthen you, He shall empower you, He shall lift you up, and He shall be your God and your Lord. Hallelujah. As we have come to this part two, we're going to continue with contentment part three. And I pray that God will richly bless you. If this sermon has blessed you and you would like to partner with our ministry, you can join us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Telegram. We have a Telegram account where if you are, if you are registered with Telegram, you can go into your Telegram account and search for Ashwin Lewis. And you can connect yourself with the, our account. I post all our sermons on there. And every now and then I have a word of encouragement to encourage you and to lift you up. So if you would like to listen to our sermons, then join our Telegram group. Hallelujah. It's a closed group. It's a group you can download the sermons and listen to the good things that God has in store for you. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. On our Facebook, our Instagram, our YouTube, all of these accounts are under the name Ashwin Lewis. Go onto our YouTube account to subscribe to YouTube. Join us. Connect with us. God richly wants to bless you through this ministry. If you feel that you are being led to sow a seed, you can also then connect with us, our PayPal. Hallelujah. And you can go and check out our Facebook. On our Facebook, there's a PayPal 
PayPal account. You can connect with us through FNB. We have a SWIFT code. If you international, if you local, we have an FNB account that you could also sow into. And may God now richly bless you. Hallelujah. I pray that God will infuse you with inner strength through His Holy Spirit. May you know that your strength is in the Lord. You are going to finish strong. You are going to overcome. You are going to do all things that Christ has called you to do in Jesus name you are about to finish your course to which God has called you God I pray that you will understand that you are able to do great and mighty things God bless you thank you for joining us God bless you and your family in Jesus name amen and amen now if you have heard this and you have believed or maybe you're not yet a child of God because you can only receive supernatural strength when you are in union with Christ you're not in union with Christ, I would like you to say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I believe that you died for me and that you rose, from, rose again from the dead. I believe that you are the Son of God and your precious blood cleanses me from all my sins. Today I'm born again. I'm a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have said this prayer and you would like us to walk with you a journey through discipleship, you can just connect with us and we will then send you material that will build you up in the lord jesus christ god richly blesses bless you i'm pastor ashwin i'm checking out thank you for joining our celebration service this morning in jesus name amen